Hi, this is Shivangi and you're listening to School from Home. In this episode, I speak to Blessin Varke, a director of the innovation and research leading the team at Tamanna, one of the pioneering special needs schools in India. You will hear us talk about the challenges faced by the institution and the intervention of technology in delivering education post lockdown to the children diagnosed with autism and intellectual disabilities. To learn more about Blessin, please find the information on the episode description. Also, reminding you that this episode was remotely recorded. So kindly bear with the speech clarity. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast, Shivangi. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I work for a non-profit called Tamanna. We cater to more than 300 students with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Students include uh, people with uh, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, ADHD, autism, and and other multiple disabilities. I lead the research and innovation projects at Tamanna. We are also called the accessibility team. My role involves uh, designing and developing technology-based solutions for the education, rehabilitation, and employment of people with intellectual disabilities. How did you get this? Uh, get yourself in this space? Like, what motivated or inspired you? I was in Scotland in 2011 and 12, where I met the a person who was at the time doing her research in autism, and she was the one who actually spoke to me about this entire population who have autism and all amazing things about them. I was quite surprised that I didn't actually know much about this group uh, existing. That made me quite curious. I later got back to her and told her about this device called the Kinect, which was launched, I think, around July of 2011. My professor was talking about it and how we can work. on it and and one thing led to the other i had an initial discussion with her on how the device called the kinect which is a sensor can be used in uh, the rehabilitation of people with autism and other intellectual disabilities that took me to tamanna so are you not talking more about technology shaping the special needs education today can you share with us your proudest achievement in your career so far in developing a solution that supports this we initially started with exploring tablet based technologies and when we were trying to introduce that to a group to a set of parents to a set of professionals who were not accustomed to the idea of introducing technology or even giving their mobile phones so to convince them to start using a device like the ipad for example to work with the students you know especially when they come from a background where they think that the students might throw the device or they may not uh, you know be able to work on the device and so on so to introduce technology that kind of a behavioral change actually i think has been one of the best moments of my entire uh, you know 7 years of work what are the kind of challenges that these kids or students usually go through what are you trying to bridge with this technology academically speaking we we have uh, three broad uh, you know categories so one is the mild case moderate and the severe students who have autism down syndrome cerebral palsy and so on who come in the mild category with them it's relatively easier to work on uh, academic skills functional skills they'll have less behavioral issues then we come to moderately you know challenge in the group so with them the challenge is to pick up any academic skill their focus is going to be on functional skills and they might have challenges even interacting with other people and then we have the severe group who have uh, further challenges and the focus is to teach them how to do some self care you have to first understand how the educator or the rehabilitation expert is working with the child and then see to it what 
is the best technology that you can introduce to them. So when you are developing technologies, we also try to see to it that we develop a suite of applications which can cater to all groups within the spectrum. What are the kind of challenges that an institution like Tamanna is facing with providing schooling needs post-lockdown? The challenge that we faced initially was twofold. One was how do we teach the students about this new interface? Because students, especially children with autism, they are used to going to a certain place. They are a bit picky about things, how it should be. And then they have been asked to look at the certain interface, which probably could be a mobile screen or uh, a laptop. And they have to now understand who is sitting behind the device and is trying to interact. Um, it took us about a month, month and a half to work with students students who had such challenges with the help of caregiver or a, a parent who was at home uh, we were able to work with the child where the parent then became the hands of the rehabilitation expert this has given i think an opportunity for parents anywhere in india to log in online and you know work with the professional that they want to work with Right. So this uh, current situation has, you know, brought educators uh, and innovators like you to, you know, go beyond just the students, but also involve parents and how to, you know, reach them in providing that education, that quality that Tamana would have provided. Right. You have staff members who perhaps are not so well equipped in technology, but now within weeks they have mastered themselves to deliver their uh, education to the children. We have a range of educators, but to see the other end of educators to go online, to equip themselves and to be ready for a challenge like this has been quite marvelous. We've tried to accommodate as much as we can. I mean, there are, for some parents, we have set up classes in the evening, set up classes during the weekend. So just to, just so that we could manage uh, with their time and so that the student is not uh, losing up on the therapy and the education. It's just amazing to see, you know, something that drives them. It's, it's a sense of accountability to just build these different innovative ways to work with the students. I want to, you know, stress on inclusivity and accessibility in this space, right? Like, yeah. So how do you feel that the current technology and tools are supporting virtual learning environment? There are students who perhaps are exposed to something like this back at home. So it's easier when they see a device like this to get excited. And especially if there is something educational for them to get a bit more involved. And then you also look at the socioeconomic uh, background they are coming from. Can the parent afford that kind of technology or not? I'm interested in what your day-to-day -day looks like, you know, not being like a conventional teacher of sorts. If you're working at a non-profit, you end up wearing more than one hat. You have to deal with the parents also. You have to work with uh, educators, students, therapists, and so everyone. So you are, in a way, exchanging your roles with them so that they learn a bit about the way you think and you learn a bit about the way they think. You know, talking more about behavioral change, I want to focus also on the mental health aspect here. So how is uh, an institution like Taman addressing this? It's not just the, the mental health of the child, it's, it's also the mental health of the parents now who have to see to it that they are focusing on their own work and they are able to cater to the needs of the child who is otherwise not used to sitting at home during those specific hours. I've heard some of the special educators speak so beautifully with the parents, parents who have had other issues in their homes, addressing all of that to the special educator and trying to find a way to help the parents also during that time. So I think the forerunners are psychologists and the counsellor. You know, wrapping up, I would, you know, like to also focus on, uh, you know, your mental health and, you know, something positive that you might have learned during this lockdown period. 
I'm also involved with the Mazdoor Kitchen, which uh, is a citizens collective. We pack food and we send it to a few spots across North and Northeast Delhi. I think my entire week gets a bit exhausting. I look forward to weekends. It's relatively freer now. I have been, uh, you know, involved in other places also with theatre also. This has been like a break for me from all of that and just, you know, staying in my own place, in my own room with the comfort. This was perhaps much needed break that I'm getting. What's your lockdown guilty pleasure? I think I've I've just spent a lot of time going through courses online, which I don't think I'd, I got time before. Something on, you know, the theory of music and even astronomy. There are so many courses which have fascinated me before, but I never got time to just, you know, sit and go through it because there is so much to otherwise work and read. But this time has somewhat given me an opportunity to just take a break mentally from everything and just, you know, try to either go through courses or just read some books which have been in my shelf since forever. So. Right, right. That's uh, more like a pleasure, right? <laughs> <laughs> Any upcoming projects that you're looking forward to? Anything exciting? Um, one of the things that I want to do is to document going digital during the COVID pandemic time. So that's that's one of the projects that I'm looking forward to in terms of research. And there are a few fundraising ideas that we have. We used to have an annual fashion show, which now it has to go online. And we are also trying to partner with some galleries to get some, you know, generate some funds. Those projects are still in the pipeline. And I'm look, really looking forward to that. Right. That's beautiful. Uh, I think all of us would want to be a part of that fashion show, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, because it's, it's virtual now, I think uh, it will be, you know, an invi- open invite. So, yeah, that'll be great. I'll definitely share a link with you for sure. That'll be great. Thank you so much. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Shivangi. So this brings us to the end of our episode today. Stay tuned in and see you next week.